following program is sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side, And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend. Yes, happy weekend. Back at you. Here we ya. go. Another episode of Open House with Team Reba. Yeah. Yes, over 200 on the book, so to speak. That's a lot. 200 on the podcast, I guess you could say. It's the radio show that goes to podcasts, so it lives forever. That's right. Just check out Open House with Team Reba. You can find it on Alexa, iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify. All of the above. All of the above. All of the above. And we'll also be starting to upload them on the new Facebook page for our show. Oh, yeah. Open House with Team Reba now has its own Facebook page. So, yeah, we can post new events and upcoming shows and all kinds of great information there. Because we already put it out on a ton of our social media, but we thought we would consolidate into one place. So, you listeners, if you wanted to get in touch with us, join an event, you know, find old content, whatever you like, please go there. Or if you want to tell us about shows you'd like to hear. That's right. You're going to have to give me um, editing privileges on that one, too. That makes me nervous. <laughs> I'm sure my face just changed when you said that out loud. You did. Yeah. <laughs> the temperature just dropped in the studio here. I don't know what happened there. Got a little chilly, did it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Better than me that. getting heated. Yeah. <laughs> I just know what you and your brother do in terms of, like, harassing each other. So I can just imagine things you could do to that page if I let you have at it. <laughs> you, you mean you mean our mantra of never waste a good opportunity? Yeah, that one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the second part <laughs> that of that one. is to mess with people. Yes, yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh but gosh. I'd be messing with myself because I'm in there too. See, so This is true, but I, I, what if you accidentally you know, had the password sitting around somewhere and your brother got a hold of it? That would make me a little nervous. Right. Yeah. I don't there, know. There Just is one that. of those things. I feel like I'm back in high school asking for permission to borrow the car. <laughs> Jeez. No, that would be accurate. Oh, my, God. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Well, speaking of accurate, yeah, we're going to be talking about some numbers. Right. And things going on around here. With our crazy market. Yes. And uh, some of them, we don't know if they're going to be completely accurate. Sometimes we've got things such as... Uh, the Association of Realtors putting out their guess on what the next hot spots are going to be around the U.S. Mm-hmm. for people moving there post COVID right. or during and post COVID. And uh, I have a bunch of stats for King County because um, now that we've you know finished up the year and they've got all the numbers put together, I've got the 2020 stats review and highlights. I brought with me just King County. Mm-hmm. Um, we understand that there's about 32 or more counties that the MLS locally covers. So listeners, if you are hearing the show and you would like to have information about your county, mm-hmm. you can either go to that Facebook page that I was just mentioning, the Open House with Team Reba Facebook page, and request a copy. Send a little private message there. Or you can contact me directly at Reba at teamreba.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'd love to get that Facebook page going and having our listeners have just like a one-stop shop if they'd like for reaching out. Um, 
but yeah, I'll have the King County report posted there. And if you'd like to see your county posted, we can run those. And uh, yeah, we're going to cover some good. of those stats today because, so our listeners can hear what's going on. Because we have listeners from all over the place and not we just do. Washington State. But no, all over. We're in six countries now. Or excuse me, six continents. <laughs> still, still working on Antarctica. Yes, yeah, uh, apparently no, okay. they have not yet tuned in but you know but that's what's so fun about having this show go into podcast is because Mm -hmm. people can go back and re-listen to content like you know hey if you're in your car or you're working on something on your house while you're listening to this content right now and maybe there's something that we brought up that you're like oh wait oh shoot i want to i want to know more about that well now we have the facebook page you can go to or you can go find it on podcast and re-listen to the show later on that's right absolutely yeah when you have time to take notes there you go there you go so what is going on right now Oh, well, just like last week, I mean, the market has been absolutely insane. And going into January, February, it's it's more of the same, right? So to give perspective to our listeners, um, okay, so this report that I have, now there's more counties that are inside of our multiple listing service, but in um, the reports I have access to right now, there's 23 counties that the MLS compiled information on. Mm-hmm. You're going to love this. Remember how I always talk about when there's hot markets, lots of people love to get into real estate? Yep. There are 32,888 subscribers as of the end of December. 32,000 to the MLS. 32,888. Those are agents? Yes. Wow. That's a lot of agents. Now, that's statewide. That is for the MLS. That's not even statewide. Okay. That's for the number of counties that are reported in this reporting. Oh my god! So there's several counties that are not included that because there are nuts. some other like, um, so like uh, the Olympic Peninsula, there are several counties over there that are not part of the Northwest Multiple. Yeah, yeah. And they only just recently added in Walla Walla County and Columbia counties. Holy cow. So there's a bunch that aren't represented here. 32,000. Yeah. I don't know what Almost 33. Of the, the total population but it's probably pretty close to 10 percent. well it's significant i mean when you look at some of the largest companies that are housed here in the northwest uh that's a significant number of people that are primarily independently you know running their own businesses right you know people don't recognize that most real estate agents are an independent agent underneath a franchise Mm -hmm. of some sort right sure so um i thought it would be kind of fun to go through some of these numbers especially because now we get to see the direct impacts as they were with when COVID hit back mm-hmm. in April, right? right? Right. I mean, not that COVID wasn't already starting, but just as it hit the industry, right? Right. Coming up, you know, just over, just coming up <clears throat> on a year now. Yes. So I'm going to start off with what it looked like because, you know, a lot of times people talk about real estate and say it's very cyclical. I struggle with that conversation a lot of the times because I'm like, well, it's seasonal and cyclical here. Only because some people choose for it to be that way Mm -hmm. um, because they just don't want to be bothered during the holidays. It's not because our weather keeps us away from doing it. Like if if I'm in Maine, I'm probably not selling a lot of real estate during the winter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because if there's three feet of snow on a roof, you can't inspect it. Right. Right. Here, I mean, maybe this time of year, the flowers aren't out and the yards yeah. don't look pretty but right. it doesn't really stop But you anybody. can still go look at it. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, and in fact, you want to probably have an inspection done mm-hmm. <laughs> during the winter time because as I was describing with you uh earlier uh before the show, I was at a house recently where 
I happened to get an opportunity to go into the attic space. And while the rest of the house was dry, that attic was not. <laughs> oh, big time. I was actually, uh, about a couple of years ago, threatened by a real estate agent. What? Um, be- Why? Because before closing, several days before closing, uh-huh. um, it was discovered that the crawl space had about a foot and a half of water in it. Ooh. After a, a big snow Not and, good. and a melt. Yeah, yeah. And so the inspector got out there after the snow melted, uh-huh. took a peek in there, and it looked like a swimming pool. And the listing agent actually threatened me. If you tell the buyer this, <gasps> you know, you're never going to work in this uh, business again. Kind of one of those sort of phone calls. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, really? Watch me. Here, let me conference you in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's interesting. Needless to say, uh, we... Did uh, it cancel or did you have no, to just get the thing fixed? Uh, the seller had to get the thing fixed, which, yeah. was, in, which was involved because it, it required putting French drains around mm-hmm. the entire which is not perimeter cheap. of the house you know, yeah. to properly drain. Yeah, drain the water away. You had to tie but it in. If our buyer hadn't have, have checked that, you know, it, it so they been d- bad. did they do that during their walkthrough or inspection it recheck? Was their final walk walkthrough. Yeah. Well, good for them. They wait. Yeah. You said an inspector was there though. Yeah, they, they, they must have had other work done because normally the inspector's yeah, not with you during the walkthrough. Right, there was. But you know what? Mm. That's a great tip for our listeners though. Let's it, say let's it, say you're buying you a house yeah. and you didn't have an inspection or you did a pre-inspection even. Mm-hmm. If you have, because you do have a right contractually with the Northwest multiple documents to have a walkthrough. So that's actually a really great tip for Mm -hmm. our listeners Mm -hmm. that even if you don't have an inspector with you and you have access to a crawl space and you have had a big event like that, you might want to take a little peek down there. Especially the last, you know, several weeks here, we've had some mega storms, we've Mm -hmm. had driving rain. There's yes. a lot of water everywhere. The rivers are swollen. Yeah. And boy, th- it really is a great time to look at a house. It is. Because if there are problems, you know, they're definitely be showing their ugly faces now. Oh, yeah. That house that I was in just a couple of weeks ago, I mean, it was in your face. And we just got lucky because that was just us doing a walkthrough before mm-hmm. offers were due the next day. Yeah. And getting up inside of that attic, which, by the way, listeners, I don't normally do attics and crawl spaces, <laughs> but, you know, like most agents, that's not what we're required to do, right? Mm. Our licensing is to know the contracts and know the legal stuff, be able to walk you through the process, be a good guide. But those of us who do have a lot of experience will, especially if we're in a, a situation like that one was where we're rushing to try and look at a house before an offer date's due and all these other things. Yes. It was great that, you know, that parent I was working with was paying attention to what I was saying, saw an attic hatch access that was a simple pull-down ladder, and we were able to get right up there and take a look. And that whole thing was full of efflorescence. It had multiple points where water was coming in, and it wasn't just over a skylight that we could see from the interior, but it was in multiple places across the trusses. Oh, boy. And that was... Very problematic. Not good. not good. Yeah. So we didn't feel bad when we said, we're not going to move forward with this one. Yeah. We're going to just move on. That's a hard pass. Yes. Very hard pass. Yeah. But um, so anyway, going back to the whole thing about seasonality and what it's done to the numbers for this, you know, last year, um, you know, we have the ability to sell throughout the wintertime. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that's kind of interesting when we look at the reports that came out was how we modified our selling activity uh, from COVID. Right. Mm -hmm. So the new listings, like normally everyone thinks like May is the premier time that things go on market. And 2019 would 100 percent prove that. So I'm going to show this to you. I'm going to take pictures of these or I'm going to take postings of these to put with information on our um, 
Facebook page once this comes out. But you can see the yellow is the 2019 peak in mm-hmm. May. Yeah, yeah. Right? And if you look where we were for May in 2020, not nearly significantly as, as lower. Yeah. In fact, actually closer to what would be in February for that timeline. So we're going to go into more of this when we get back from our messages and the break here on Open House with Team Reba. And if you are curious about what the numbers will look like for the next year, we have those for you as well. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. We're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock and also Sundays. on Sundays. 3 to 4. 3 to 4. And, and you mentioned earlier, lots of podcast options mm-hmm. out there. Yes, there are. And we're there all the time for your listening pleasure. That's right. Hey, I have a question for you. Do you remember what was going on in January of 2020? Was there a uptick in rates or something um I'll, I'll just a, not not too bad they were higher than than we are now by well almost a percent actually um and and so we were just coming into covid i think mm-hmm. there was a little bit of of um Hesitation. We, we saw some lenders starting to pull back mm-hmm. especially on the jumbo end yeah um, we did see some lenders suspend operations uh and things like that so, so the reason why i ask you that question mm-hmm. is as we came you know, into the break, I was just talking about the new listings and this is just for residential homes. Yeah. And I was showing you this chart, right? So the listeners, I'll have to kind of explain some of the things to you. But what was interesting was in January, 2020 versus 2019, we were actually down 10% Mm -hmm. in terms of new listings. Yeah. Right. So we had, we still had a hot market. We've had a hot market since 2012, April, 2012. Yeah. Right. That's when everything shifted. But then in February, apparently there was more of a glut, so we were up 22% mm-hmm. from the year prior. Yep. And then this is where you see COVID starting to hit. March, down 9.45%. Yeah, April, time. down 37.94%. Mm-hmm. May, down 36.32%, right? Which is why the peak I was just showing you was so bad. June, down 8.78%, right? Mm-hmm. Now, those periods of times also reflected when jumbos were really, really starting to become difficult. Right. There was a lot of people holding off. That's when we saw the unemployment rate start, you know, start going up quite mm-hmm. a bit. There was a lot of kind of fear in the marketplace. Right. But then check this out. July comes. We're up 24.56%. Yeah. August, which normally is a quiet month, 35.45%. Right. Year over year growth. Yeah, COVID be damned because mm-hmm. because really what and happened. that was pent up demand. Yeah, we're pretty sure pent up demand of right. what normally would have been a May June July mm-hmm. kind of listing timeline. Right. Yeah. Yeah. September was up fifteen point three three percent. October was up twenty nine point six six. Holy cow! November was up twenty eight point nine four, and get this, December, fifty nine point four three. Which never happens. Normally, December is exactly. a fairly quiet time of year. Exactly. Not- and it was hopping this last year. Super hopping. And we saw how busy it was and all the multiple offers that were happening. Now, by comparison, condos, which you and I have been talking a little bit, 
also have had some interesting numbers. <laughs> and right, because we, we saw some things get hit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to show you the chart. So the blue yeah, is, yeah. you know, 2020. And um, what I found interesting, so January was down just like residential. February was up 32.45%. Then in March, April, and May, we had drops of 6.56, 38.13, and 27.33%. I should probably just keep right, the little small COVID, decimals up. Yeah, they yeah. got hit hard. But what got interesting to me was I think a lot of people in condos decided I'm ready to move on mm-hmm. because June, they were only up a slight tick of a little over 3.5%. July was 27%. August was 50%. September was 57%. October was 38%. November was 45%. And December was 72%. 72%. Yeah. This is year over year. Yeah. Wow. Of new listings. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, we'd been talking about the fact that, you know, as COVID kind of settled in, so mm-hmm. to speak, right. a lot of city dwellers or condo dwellers decided, you know, one, because rates because what, what went along with that? On well, your side of the aisle, it was the rates went like they, super low. They plummeted. Yeah. And yeah. so I think a lot of people were like, hey, if this is the time and I'm going to get the most affordability, mm-hmm. I got to go now. Yeah. And condos are usually kind of a first step for a lot of people. Right. And you also have to remember even then people couldn't really see forward. We Hindsight's mm-hmm. twenty twenty, but, but right. when you're in March, April, May, and we've been in lockdown – you know, nobody has any idea how long this thing's going to mm-hmm. last. You and I talked about it back then. You know, is there a light at the end of this tunnel? Well, we don't know. When is this mm-hmm. going to end? And uh, it's like, well, my home is at a historic level right now. My condo, let's yeah. just take our winnings and yeah. get the heck out of town. Yeah. Also think about the summer of love and everything that was going on in Seattle yeah. in the summertime especially. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and A lot of people bugged out. Along with that, with restaurants closing. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, um, grocery stores, restaurants, you, lo- you yeah. lose your, your walkable amenities. Yeah. And, and that's uh, the main reason why people were in there. the downtown. In the first yeah. Place. You know, you yeah. The job was there. They could get all the stuff they needed. Wherever, Absolutely. Restaurants and everything else. You know, I, I knew when I, I heard the Brave Horse closed, I'm like, ooh, that's not good news. Yeah. 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 When Tom Douglas was closing up shop of a lot of his mm. places, yeah. like, oh, that is not that a good bellwether for not, this. Not, not good at all. Not good. Yep. It's going to take some time to recover from that. It will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going to take some time and, you know, maybe some, some political changes in Seattle, you know, as well. But we'll see. Well, okay. So so last year was bizarre, to, to say the mm-hmm. least. Yes. What about listings now so far into 2021? Are we looking any better at all? No, not really. Um, they've actually continued to be um, not as, um, I'm trying to think of the word, there's just not as many people listing right now as we would like to see. Yeah. Um, and I want to give you, hold on, you jumped ahead of me because I was going to oh, get okay, into some gotcha. other stuff. That's okay. I'll, I'll figure out where that is in this report. Um we the the amount of inventory that is out there right now, and I want to get to that report. Hold on a second. Gosh darn it. Okay, so I'm going to give you residential homes. Sure. Okay, this is the trend that's been going on, and it's not gotten any better. Okay, in January we had 1.21 months of inventory. That was January of last year, 2020. Yeah. 
February stayed the same, 1.21. March was at 1.15. Then because of COVID, in April it was 1.49. May was 1.54. And then those rates got really great. Yes. And we dropped down to 1.05. Then we went to 0.95. Then we went to 0.93 in August. 0.85 in September. 0.75 0.75 in October. I feel like I'm doing a countdown. <laughs> November, 0.67. December, 0.44 months of inventory, Eric. Uh, so, so wrong. So let me just, let's mm-hmm. translate that into English. Yeah. If all the new listings stopped and we just had the existing homes on the market to sell, everything would be sold mm-hmm. in 0.44 months. Yes. So they had in December, the active number of listings was 1,086 and there was 2,448 closed sales. That's where that 0.44 comes from. Wow. That's, I mean, and that's been the trend. Yeah. I mean, you can see that entire year. So it's been, um, let's just say, frantic right. <laughs> when you're right. a buyer um, because you have got to be quick on your feet. Um, I will say some of the conversations, I mean, we have to have very real conversations with our clients and some of the ones that we're having, like, let's say you're, uh, like one of our home buyers right now, she works in healthcare. She's working an extreme number of hours, but Mm -hmm. her parents want her to buy a home right now because it's a really good time and she's got the income to support it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But because she's working so many hours, you and I both know this is almost like a part-time job when somebody wants to buy a house. Absolutely is. So we finally got to have a conversation with the entire family where I was like, hey, can you help? Because the parents are retired. Mm-hmm. And the daughter trusts in their guidance and you know insight for her. And so she's finally kind of abdicated a little bit and said, you know what, I'm just going to let them help look because I don't have the bandwidth to be able to do it. Well, it's, it's not like it used to be. I, I remember mm-hmm. going way back when the multiple listing was a book and it was delivered every Thursday. Yep. And all the realtors would hang around the office waiting for the truck to show up with yeah. the book. You know, you had time back then yeah. to think about things, do the searches. Mm-hmm. It took a while for the information to get disseminated. Oh, yeah. Sometimes now we have minutes. Oh, absolutely. And especially those um, houses where they're looking at offers as they come in, yeah, yeah. even in some of those cases, they'll still get three offers the first day. Right, right. And we've seen it happening. Yeah. You know, we'll call yeah. to try and get an appointment and they'll be like, oh, sorry, we already have five offers and it's been on for 12 hours. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah. You know, so when we're, we're working with our clients, we're giving them recommendations of, you know, have the alerts on your phone, text us as soon as you see something you like. Make sure, you know, like my office right now, what I love about my team is I've got three licensees so we can do seven day a week coverage for showings. If you're working with somebody who doesn't have that kind of availability or only does this part time, I got to say you're screwed. Right. right. Because you don't. Absolutely right. You know, or if you don't have the time and attention, it's going to take you a really long time to get where you want to go because you need someone who's got eyes on it with you mm-hmm. and, you know, get out there and go look at those things right away because, yeah. you know, and it's not just in King County. I'm giving you stats on King County, but this yeah. is happening across multiple areas. I've been going out to Clallam, Jefferson and Kitsap counties mm-hmm. recently, Skagit, Mason, Whatcom, 
yeah. I've been in all these. Yeah, I've been on all of these areas lately. And, you know, those good, compelling, good quality, good condition, well-priced homes. It's just what's going on. Right. You know, and I always feel like I'm a broken record on this show. But, you know, if we were doing this show back in 2008, we'd have a different conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. right. We're, we're no, totally right. responding to what the market conditions are today. Mm-hmm. Right. So I will say, you know, I've mentioned this on some past shows um, for listings. Like if you're even considering listing, like we've actually restructured how we do our listings. And I've got a three tier, you know, structure around commissions around that. Mm-hmm. So and it just depends on what, you know, level of preparation you have. Right. Mm-hmm. So and how much you need from us. So we can do all of that with you. But the reality is we just don't have enough people picking up and leaving. Right. We need more. We need more. Yep. Well, we've got more coming up for you. More Open House with Team Reba uh, talking about our local markets, what you can expect here in 2021 and forward. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after just a couple quick messages. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Hey, Reba, before yes. the break, we were ta- you were talking about mm-hmm. listings and the, the time, the, basically how many months of inventory we had you know, left. <laughs> no, weeks. Um, <laughs> weeks now. How it's just going, it kept getting lower and lower and uh-huh. lower. It's like that Kroger ad, the little baby guy, <laughs> low, low, yeah, low, that's right. low, low. <laughs> Let me do a quick overlay on interest rates. Yes, and I'm please gonna do. This do. Super quick, but mm-hmm. this is starting from January of 2020. The okay. national average for 30-year fixed rates, January, February, March, April, like that. Perfect. It looks like this, 3.8, November, 2.98. We dipped under 3%. Mm-hmm. December, 2.89. January, 2.74. February, still roughly about the same. I can't figure out why the market's so high. Gee, why is the market so I don't know. So I, 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 like some of those people who, with COVID, were like, I think I'll just wait till the prices drop. Yeah. What? Right? What? They're not. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. What, what planet are you living on? So, so, <laughs> and that's, that's, the, that's the paradigm here because prices have mm-hmm. continued to rise, but interest rates have dropped. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so low right now. Yeah, it's and, supply and demand, right, man. But affordability has really never been better from, from no. the financial end. There's some end insanely of low pricing. Yeah. It's no, incredible. It's, it's just really, really something. I, I had people who I was talking to last spring who finally have you know gotten off their tushies and are deciding to do stuff now. And I'm like, so by the way, did you go back and talk to your lender to see what you qualify for now? Right. And they're like, well, why would I do that? And I'm like, have you been paying attention to the market other than watching the houses that you like go up and up and up in price? Yeah. Because you can potentially still buy that house because the rate went down. Crazy. Go and check it out. Yeah. And sure enough, that couple has now come back and they have increased what their price range is. Yeah. Now, with that said, um, not not everybody is in the same set of circumstances no they're not and there are there are distressed properties out there yes Uh, the forbearance program has really been wonderful you know to prevent you Mm -hmm. know mass you know mass foreclosures however there still are people that don't fit those programs for this reason or that reason and anytime there's folks that are in a sort of a desperate situation uh, there's other people out there that are willing to take advantage of them 
And yes, sadly so. Yeah, you so, know how I get all hot oh, under the collar big about time. that. Um, there was there was an article um, just a couple of days ago in the Puget Sound Business Journal where the manager of an Everett call center pled guilty in U.S. District Court in Seattle to conspiracy to defraud approximately a thousand distressed homeowners facing foreclosure. <sighs> so so this guy, thirty four year old Josh Herrera. Um, was uh, pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with operating call centers, um, operated a sound solutions group. Sounds good. I think I might have even heard radio commercials for these guys. I, uh, might, I might be m- mistaking them because there's a few with that name. That's a um, very common sounding kind of name, yes. So so basically what, what happened, and, and the reason I'm mentioning, mentioning this is because if, if this is starting to ring some bells in your head, um, if the bells are going off, stop, get another opinion because – what these folks would do is they would have a homeowner that had, um, you know, they were in foreclosure, that they could run them through a special program, a special underwriting process to reduce their mortgage debts, lower their monthly payments. Um, there was a f- basically a phony underwriting process uh, that they would go through. Um, in exchange for they could work out mortgage modifications and things like that. What they required was an upfront fee of $3,000. Okay, that's this your, reminds me of the Great Recession. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Exact same, same the scam. Same people, right. So, well, that guy would have been. What he said he was thirty eight, thirty four now, so he Th- would have been ten years younger. Right. Well, he still could have been. Still, out there, still but, could have yeah. been out there. Yeah. Maybe he was a person in the call center back then, and now he's decided right. to be the boss. But like, that's just gross. So here's the thing: it, it's not illegal for a company to help you with a loan modification. You don't really need that, but it's not illegal. But it is illegal for anybody to collect a fee up front for mm-hmm. modification services. Yes. So anytime you have somebody saying, oh, you just need to pay us um, $3,000 up front, and then we're going to run you through a special underwriting process where they put you on hold and drink coffee, tell some jokes, do whatever they do, come back. Guess what? You know, congratulations. You know, you're approved for us working on it. Or maybe they don't do anything. Um, but um, but that that was one that they they finally did catch this person. Um, he's not the only one out there. And anytime you hear something on the radio, internet, mm-hmm. social media about this person can save you money, you know, yeah. by helping renegotiate your debts, um, boy, red lights all all over the place. Yeah. So um, that's not too far different than when we had Mike Olden on the show and we were talking mm-hmm. about the people with credit repair. Right, right. Exactly. It's very, it's kind of very similar, similar in function. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, that whole thing around people trying to assist in the modifications, I think that was laws passed in 2012 mm-hmm. or so it was in 2010. Yeah, yep. 2010. Yep. Um, yeah, there was some other stuff passed in 2012. But there were a lot of changes made back then because of the scams and everything mm-hmm. else that was going on. That's but right. That's right. Um, so do we want to talk about that other kind of scam potential? Which one's that? Well, oh. this is one that hits close to home for you, but um, what other ones do you have to cover before I ask you about the one for when people call when someone's passed away? Oh, no, let's talk about that. I think that's, I think okay. that's appropriate, appropriate time for everybody. when I think of slime balls with this, it yeah, automatically also makes me think of slime of, balls of on the, the other side. Order. So a yes. little, little bit of background on that. Um, I just recently lost my, my dad. Mm-hmm. And um, within... I want to say three days of the actual death certificate being processed, mm-hmm. his mailbox started filling up with ads, postcards, things like mm-hmm. buy your home, I'll pay cash, we can yeah. close in two weeks. 
Yeah. You know, I'm, I want to buy your home. Um, and, and, and these are folks that are, um, you know, sort of the modern day equivalent of, of grave diggers. You know, they're, yeah. they're really hoping to catch um, a survivor, catch a person at their mm-hmm. absolute worst and the you and know, most painful point time. of grief. You're right. Yeah. And, and say, let me, let me take this off your hands. And, uh, and so we're, we'll probably do a follow-up show on this because I, I think I will reach out to a couple of these. I just want to see what, mm-hmm. what they have to say and, and what they plan to offer. I, you know what? Mm. We should do that in tandem. Yeah. You should give me copies of all the ones that you have. Yeah. You call from the family point of view. Mm-hmm. And then I'll call from the, hi, I'm representing the family <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even joking. I think that idea. would be a great be test to see how, what, how they to see what they say to each of us. Yeah. Because well, because okay. So I'm so glad we're talking about this again. Um, because I have an example. I think I used years ago. I don't even remember if I said it on the show, um, but many many years ago. This is probably what I've been doing this 18 years. This is probably 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. One of my good friends, her half sister, who was um, disabled. And had a mother and grandmother that she lived with. Mm-hmm. And she lost her grandmother and mother in the same year. Oh. And this woman was on a disability. Um, she had been completely normal before, but some, some kind of illness took over her. And it, like she'd been a, like a, an accountant. Yeah. And she, now she could no longer work. So she was on a, a, like a work disability. And she, it, like, everything about her life changed. Yeah. Yeah. And half the time you weren't sure if she was with you when you were talking to her because she was on so many medications, like oh, her man. eyes would roll up in her head yeah. and you'd have to stop and be like, are you okay? Are okay. You, are you with me? Can we continue? Yeah. And so I was working with her and I couldn't believe it at the time. The attorney who had been the estate attorney for her grandmother and who had all the documentation and everything. So now this woman who had been on disability living with two other elderly and also um, dealing with other health issues, you know, parent and grandparent. The second she becomes the owner of the property, she's now no longer qualifying for disability Mm. because the property was worth several hundred thousand dollars. And this was up in North Seattle and had a beautiful view. House was weird. Mm -hmm. So weird. It was like a 1940s cabin that people just kept adding on to. It was totally bizarre. And one of the funkiest places I've ever sold. And, um, Anyhow, a CPA who worked in the same, shared an office with this attorney, contacted her. This was when Zillow was still pretty, pretty new mm-hmm. and their, their numbers were wildly off. Mm-hmm. And he called her, he started contacting her. So first of all, there was a break of duty of confidentiality of that attorney speaking to the CPA within his own office about mm-hmm. one of his clients mm-hmm. and telling him about this view property that's now available. Oh, no. And that CPA starts contacting my disabled client directly, trying to offer to purchase the property. And he was a good $100,000 below value on this thing. And it was interesting because she was like, oh, well, maybe this will make it easier. And she, like, gave me his information. And I said, well, I'll I'll, I'll follow up. (laughs) You know how I am. (laughs) And I called him up, and I was like, hello, sir. Hi, I'm the real estate agent representing the family and yeah. would like to talk with you about this offer you would like to present to my client and would like to know, first of all, where did we come up with the valuation? Mm-hmm. 
And he told me, and I said, okay, well, are you familiar with that website and, you know, their numbers and this and that? I said, because I've, I've done my own analysis, and, and frankly, they won't sell it for anything less than this. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to do that? And he's like, well, I'll have to think about it. I said, okay, great. But you are no longer allowed to call her directly. Mm-hmm. She has signed a representation agreement with me. Right. And uh, if you have anything to submit, you will submit it to me and not to her direct. And he was just like, oh. <laughs> and he just completely, uh, uh, uh. and I, of course I did follow up with him. And of course he changed his mind. He wasn't interested in doing sure. anything. And it was just like, you know, th- the reality is, and you and I both know this, I- I've mentioned on the show when my dad passed away, I immediately, we, we call it a grief fog. Mm-hmm. And we've talked with other people who work in, right. you know, industries yeah it's very true true. Uh, we're working with another gal who you know she got referred to us by an attorney she when i mentioned to her you know she was like i'm so sorry i just i really can't remember anything and i said you know what darlene i know Mm -hmm. you're in a grief fog Mm -hmm. and she was like that's exactly what it feels like Mm -hmm. and i said it is because it is exactly what's going on your brain is just in so much pain your heart yes trying to process this loss and so when people come out of these you know places and try and take advantage of that it's just nice yeah yeah they seem (laughs) so nice but they are definitely not so there's more advice we can have on that on another show but uh when we get back we're going to talk about where else you might want to go in these markets and what might be the new hot spots open house with team reba on am 1590 the answer Back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. You know, we I never we don't do this very often, Reba. What? What are your contact numbers? What's the best way to reach you? Uh well, I got a new Google number, so of course you just threw Ooh. that at me and I don't have it up in front of me or memorized yet. But I will say if you want to send me email, you mm-hmm. can if you want private, you know, consultation with me, you can send me an email at Reba at teamreba.com and i will say once again since we do have the facebook page for the show mm-hmm. you can send a direct message there and ask for me to call you back okay perfect. that's an easy way to do it how about so yourself the facebook page at open house with team reba yeah if you just go to facebook and just type in open house with team reba should pull you up. we're right there yeah there it can go. be facebook.com slash open house with team reba oh, there you go Perfect. Yeah. All right. If anybody wants to reach me, I would consider myself, especially when we're talking about complex financial questions and confidential financial questions. I'm like a priest, but except uh, I have a calculator. So, so <laughs> I have a client just attorney, a nerd. <laughs> uh, financial consultant client privilege, um, so I keep everything <laughs> confidential. Uh, but you can yes. reach me, uh, email eric at ericismybanker.com. That's eric with a C. Or by mm-hmm. phone, 206-915-ERIC, 915-3742. At least you'll keep yours confidential, unlike that attorney I was just talking exactly. about. Exactly. Man, oh, man. I, well, I, you know, I have a duty of confidentiality, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we can yeah. talk about instances of things. Right. Um, can't give all the details, you know, yeah, all that kind of say, stuff. Joe Smith, who lives on, you know, right. this street. At this address, yeah, exactly. and go yeah. find this, or whatever. Something but like that. You know, but um, speaking of addresses and Tony addresses... Yeah. So I was gonna, I'm gonna dive into this um, National Association of Realtors report here in a second. But one of the things we didn't cover earlier, and that you and I had wondered how it was going to be impacted when we had COVID hitting, mm-hmm. 
We've mentioned a few other times over the last several weeks that we're seeing other parts of the country and other counties within Washington because people don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to leave the quality of life that's here. Right. Um, high-end property sales, anything oh, yeah. a million or more, yeah. anything that's in jumbo land, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, in the This was interesting. In the high-end condo market, so think about $1 million condos okay right those are usually special properties they are they're very special lots of views usually very spacious very nice high-end materials in most cases right Right. yeah they were up 18.2 percent really yeah the prices so i i would really expect those to have fallen but no 18.2 percent it w- well, I think that's actually the number of sales. Well, I don't, that's sales. not okay, really the prices. You. Okay, I'm curious so that's how the that total sales. To the prices. Uh, they unfortunately didn't give that here in this report because they were only doing median prices and okay, whatnot. I'd have gotcha. to go run those individually, which sure. I can do. They, I took a class actually just recently about some of the market stats that we can do, so I can start doing more granular reports for us. Yeah, these are just things that the association, or not the association, but the MLS does for us. Sure. Um, but high end residences, like just single family homes. Yeah. They were up 25.5% Wow, year over year in terms of volume, right? And that's, you know, when they're uh, covering all this, uh, this was, you know, so they had six in Southwest King County, um, which would be like West Seattle down to kind of like Normandy Mm Parkish area. Um, That was 66 sales. Southeast King County, which would include where I live down in Renton, and out towards like Maple Valley and what have you, uh, was 186. The vast majority were, of course, in Seattle and the east side because North King, which is basically shoreline, mm-hmm. um, only had 124, but it's also a really small area. Vashon, only 27, a million yeah, or more. So surprising. Yeah. But Seattle had 2,263, and the east side, which is a pretty big area because yeah. it's covering up, you know, Woodenville, Sammamish, Snoqualmie, Bellevue, you know, Kirkland, all of that, Um, South End, Bothell, what have you, 3,853. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So if we overlay that with the the dwindling inventory, Mm -hmm. what that tells me is just that everything is selling. Yes. People are just snapping up. The condos are selling. Yeah, because even in the lower price point condos, we're running into stuff like that. Even in some of our downtown areas, Belltown and... Well, no, that's where we were showing that a lot of those are still sitting on market up to like 67 days. That's what's what's so compelling. But, you know, keep in mind the lower price points, Mm because that's mostly inventory of 500,000 and above. And if someone can buy a $500,000 property that has... $350 Three hundred fifty to a thousand dollars worth of HOA dues. What do you think they're going to do if they're going to have a work from home option? Now they're going to go buy a house, right? And that's what they've been doing, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And so we're seeing people doing that. I have clients of mine who are going out to the outside counties. That's why I'm doing a lot more road trips nowadays because mm-hmm. I'm helping people buy homes where they can go spend a portion of their time or all of their time mm-hmm. now, right? right? Um, but I'm still helping people buy, you know, small condos and what have you. Actually, I will tell you, listeners. We came upon a, I got to be careful maybe how I do this. We did find a for sale by owner mm-hmm. that has a pretty good price point condo down in the Des Moines area that uh, might be a great rental. <laughs> Seriously, because we converted the renter who's there into one of our clients and is, the guy's trying to sell it. Did and your attorney give you this information? He's a, no. <laughs> no, we found it out 
the hard way by doing some work. Yeah, um, but <laughs> we we have the the tenant is currently a client of ours trying to find a place, and we know who he's running from. Who is an agent from California, and he's trying to sell it himself, even though he's not licensed up here. But since he owns it, he can. But we know of this kind of a nice little deal. It could be a great little rental or a good starter place that's only like one hundred sixty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So just FYI, little one bed, one bath. Not too bad. But anyway, for people who don't want to move to Des Moines or these people who are selling. Now, here's a thing, because I've told you I've talked to people in other market areas, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm very well connected throughout the United States. Sure. So friends of mine in Florida, um, people in the Vegas area, um, warmer climes, outlying counties, Idaho, Montana, a whole, uh, Oregon, mm-hmm. you know. I have a girlfriend of mine out in Bend. Droves of people from the Portland area mm-hmm. are starting to move out there. So the yep. market's right. super nuts oh, yeah, for them. Time. But, you know, when we've got these folks, you know, again, I mentioned earlier at this show, if the median price across the rest of the United States is like 263000 mm-hmm. and our prices for condos are in the 400s right. and they're in the 600s, you know, right. for King County, yep. and we've got 5,000 plus people this last year who sold million plus homes, million dollar homes. Mm-hmm. Well, they may not be staying local. They're right. Cause they're you not. can go buy for cash, right? A home somewhere else. That's and totally that's what's true. happening in these other markets. That's totally true. Yeah. A guy who used to be one of my voice coaches lives in Idaho. Now he's been there for a year. He was like, yeah, I sold my place in Seattle. I bought a house for cash. And he's like, right. by the way, Idaho's cool. Well, well we have, <laughs> we have a, a mutual um, uh, acquaintance who um, is looking for a home in Kansas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the initial pre-approval, you know, it's like, yeah. well, what kind of price are you thinking? Eh, about 150 mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, you can qualify for more than that. Are you sure you want to, well, boy, I could find something really nice for 200 mm-hmm. And I'm like, well. 200 there is really, really nice. I'm looking. Especially I, where she lives. I went online and looked. Yeah. 200000 gets you six bedrooms and three uh-huh. bathrooms. I know. You know, and, and all I know because my family's there. All of them look the same. It's all like flat. Uh-huh. brown grass and yeah. a house, but a nice house. Very and, nice house. And, uh, you know, not a hill to be seen, uh, but but that's You can just, be living large. Yeah, there you go. It's it's amazing. But, but yeah. you know, also a lot of our areas, view areas, areas um, mm-hmm. all around here, waterfront, lakefront. Price points are going up for all of those. Big time. Well, remember, let me go remember over Remember one the... thing, though, real quick. Your Make it real quick because we're almost done. Maximum loan amounts go from jumbo to um, or from conventional to jumbo at lower limits outside of Kingston, Homish, and Pierce County. So keep that in mind. Yes. And let me tell you, though, where the Association of Realtors thinks um, all the hot markets are in the pandemic and beyond right now. Yeah. And some of them hit some of the places we're talking about right now. Now, one of them is the Atlanta, Sandy Springs, Alpharetta, Georgia area. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Boise City, Idaho. Got that. Not surprised. Charleston and North Charleston and South Carolina. The Dallas-Fort Worth area continues to be there. Des Moines, Iowa, of all places. Indianapolis, Madison, Wisconsin, Phoenix, Mesa, and Chandler, Arizona. Provo, Utah, and Spokane, Spokane Valley, Washington. Spokane. There you go. (laughs) Stay in Lots of numbers out there. Well, have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer.
Seating program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.